Hey, Lead the Gen fam. Welcome to season two of the Student Leadership Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us today. We believe that Gen Z students can be incredible leaders in their homes, schools, and churches. And this podcast is all about helping you grow as a leader. Great student leadership is a result of having a great relationship with Jesus. So we also want to help you deepen your faith and understanding of God. If you love this podcast, please do us a favor and write a review and rate it on whatever platform you're listening from. And don't forget to hit subscribe. We'll be dropping new episodes several times a week throughout the school year. And be sure to share it with other amazing student leaders like yourself. This podcast is sponsored by our partner, WorldServe International. WorldServe is addressing the water crisis in Africa, where over 790 million people do not have access to clean drinking water. You and I can be part of solving this crisis. Go to WorldServeintl.org to get started. So get ready. The Student Leadership Podcast starts right now. Hey, students, welcome to the overtime edition of the Student Leadership Podcast. I am in the studio for this edition with Jordan and Colin and Caleb. What's up, guys? Hey. Yo. (laughs) Feeling it. Hey, we are going to unpack the second episode, the interview we did with Noah Herring, evangelist from Atlanta, Georgia. And um, what a great episode it was. Uh, Let's just jump right in because right at the beginning of that episode uh noah just dropped some great truth he said he was in he was he was all in and you could feel it and and so he just said you know there's a lie that so many students are believing and that is that god's number one priority in our lives is to make us happy but the truth is that god's number one priority is to make you holy i'm gonna pause there because there's a lot more that i could say about it but i just want to get initial reactions from you guys in the studio um when you heard my uh noah say that or or even what you're thinking now it's true my first thought was how do we get here like when he brings it up like that and he's like okay you know let's look yes god loves us that's not his number one priority how have we got to that point in christian teaching in our churches or even in my own mind that like i am so inflating god's love for us and so deflating the fact that he wants to change us and make us more like him well i think that that we are getting misled by the world's culture because world's culture Mm. is always about me 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 find your truth, find your identity, follow your feelings, follow your heart. And so then what we do is we come to Christianity and we say, oh, okay, so God's at the top. He's the most in charge. So he's the one that's going to help me find all those things. Yeah, that's God's job. It's God's job to make me feel whole and new and and refreshed, right? And, And make me feel the way that I want to feel. But in reality, it's We need to start to sacrifice those things, sacrifice our own desires and feelings and wants. And that's when the the flip switches or the the script turns around. And that's when the the true transformation comes in your life. Yeah, facts. Well, let's talk about like what we're comparing. We're saying like happy and holy. Happy is a feeling. Holy isn't a feeling. Holy is a process. Like, Mm. so when I'm talking about like, Holy, there's a lot of pain there. Like naturally, if I have to pick between happy and pain, I'm 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 probably I'm going I'm, happy. Yeah, I'm probably I'm, gonna I'm going pick happy, happy like yeah. all the time. Like that's that's a very easy choice if I have to choose between those two. 
I, I wonder too whether uh, at times it's the way that we came into relationship with Christ. Ooh. Mm. So break it down. Okay, give me a theological thought here. If you came to Jesus as a, a response to a message that sounded like Jesus has a great plan for your life and he died on a cross to actually help you discover that plan. He wants to give you happiness and joy and peace and prosperity. Well then like, well, that's why I just what I, I thought that's what I was signing up for. I, I mean, thought I was signing up for Jesus to make everything happy. And those things are true, right? I was going to say, right. they're yes. not at the right. top right. of the list. Right. But, they're not the top of but, the list. But no. if you came to Christ with the understanding of I am lost and my life is a mess and my sin is actually keeping me from having a relationship with God and the ultimate eternal consequence of that is going to be spending eternity in a place that I don't really want to spend it. Yeah. yeah. And and Jesus came to rescue me from all that. Like, okay, that's a totally different starting place there. Did you guys yeah. anybody you guys okay, think no, that no. at all? I was I was yes, here's what I was thinking. To be holy, there's a lot of different times that you need to repent. Right. Repentance is saying, oh my gosh, I see what I've done. I've seen the, we'll call it out, the sin in my life and I'm turning from it. God, I messed up. Um, I need you to save me. A lot of those phrases are not fun to say. They're not yeah. fun to say at all. I messed up. I'm wrong. I need to change. Well, who the heck likes saying that? Well, no, and our, and we, and we, we so hate those phrases, culturally speaking, that now we've changed it to, I'm just living my truth. Ooh. I'm just keeping it real. Uh, just you do you. I'm just being who I am, right? I'm and so we honest. found ways to just. I'm just being honest. Yeah, yeah. I, so we found ways to justify poor behavior or unbiblical behavior, and 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 do it in a way that actually affirms like I need to always feel good about myself, and you're making me not feel good about myself, and so. Dude, right? Jesus makes us not feel good about ourselves. <laughs> Jesus made a lot of people not feel good about themselves. <laughs> well, but the thing is, when we when we do repent, there is a reward. And and I think it's like short-term, long-term. Because yes, I don't feel as happy the moment I'm, you know, crying at the altar saying, God, like I give you my sin, I give you this addiction. But I'll say 10 years from now, there is true joy that comes from that. Five yeah. years at the end of my high school career, it's like, oh, I'm so glad I laid that down because now I'm being more like Jesus. So it's like maybe momentary happiness or momentary sadness, but but the long term, what God is trying to do in your life, it does but bring joy. You're talking about contentment. That's what you're talking about. Mm. Like happiness is an experience. Contentment is a choice. Right. And so those are two totally different things in the same way that that a feeling is an experience following Jesus. That's a choice. Right. So back to what Noah said. So the lie is follow my feelings, follow my heart. Caleb, you mentioned that right at the top of the podcast. The truth is I need to follow faith and follow Jesus. So let me throw this question into the mix now. And this is something, you know, based on what Noah said there uh, uh, in the in the interview, he said that that if you follow feelings and follow your heart and that becomes the basis or the foundation for how one lives for Christ, it ultimately leads to a student giving up on Jesus mm. when they go through difficult times and they're not feeling it anymore, or they give up on the local church because it doesn't feel good. It's not, it doesn't feel as exciting as it did when I was at, you know, a camp or an event or, you know, whatever it, it was. And then, you know, if you live that way as a young person, then, and, and again, I'm just repeating what Noah said, then one day when you're married, you give up on marriage because what well, doesn't feel the way it did when we were dating or when we were engaged. So, uh, 
unpack it for us, like unpack it for students from your perspective, guys, how do we move from a place of feeling to a place of faith? How do, how do we move to a, a, a deeper rooted understanding of what it means to be a follower of Christ? Caleb. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's daily letting the Holy spirit renew your mind. Hmm. Right. So it's starting every day and ending every day with, all right, God, here's, here's what I was feeling today. Help me to see whether or not this aligns with what you want me to be feeling. See, help me see whether or not this aligns with your word and with your truth and who you say that I am in Christ. Cool. And if, and if those things are, the things that you're feeling and your desires and maybe the heartbreak or depression or anxiety you're struggling with, if those things aren't lining up with the truth of God's word, you know that there's some things that you have to let go of. There's things that you have to say, Holy Spirit, would you take this away from my life, mm-hmm. please? You know, there's obviously things like depression and, and anxiety are are very difficult for you to deal with by yourself. Yeah. But if you bring those to God and you bring those to him in prayer and you daily say, God, would you take this burden from me? I don't want to be hindered by this anymore. I just want to live fully for you. And I don't want this to be something that's holding me back. Right. That's good. Yeah. This conversation honestly just hits home so much because I have a number of students right now that it's on a yearly or like a monthly thing where they will serve for like a few weeks at a time and then they're just not feeling it anymore. Let me back up and give context for the, for the podcast audience. Cause you're a kid's pastor, yeah, yeah. but you have a lot of student leaders yeah. who serve in your ministry. Right. That's what you're talking about, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Jump yeah. back in. So I have a, I have a number of them that man, there's times whenever over the summer, they're like, tell me, yeah, I, I feel like God called me into ministry. I feel like all these feelings of all these great things. And then as soon as we hit some of these like weak spots where they had midterms, man, this, this guy started hitting them up and now they're, now they're in a relationship. And the biggest thing that I see that determines it is not so much like how they're feeling or what they're doing, but just who they're actually with. Like, I mean that like genuinely, because it's, it's not just, are you doing all these things for God? Are you with him? And I see that mm. a big choice that a lot of students have right now that impacts whether or not they're being happy or they're living a holy life is, are they going to choose to actually be with their friend group or are they going to choose to be with God? And that, that seems like such a sim, like such like a, a big decision, but I can tell you, I've seen that decision even over the past couple of weeks of, man, you can decide whether you want to go hang out with your friends or you want to serve at church. And there's a legitimate difference you can see in somebody's life whenever they make certain decisions. And I'm not saying like, don't hang out with your friends. That's, you need to have a connected life. You need to have a community, but you choose the people that you have in your life. And those people are either going to help you move closer to God or take you away. Yeah. Facts. I'd say, um, this is really quick and simple. Read the gospels. If you are someone that has fallen in love with Jesus and you had an awesome, you know, you would consider yourself a Christian, but as you're listening, you're like, yeah, my, my faith is a little bit more based on how I feel. Go slowly and read through Jesus's life, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. And I think in that you will see moments of deep compassion where Jesus cares and loves for people, but you will see a healthy balance, a balanced diet, if you will, where he is correcting people, instructing. Sometimes he turns away people, people that want to follow him. And he's like, nope. So you'll see um, moments where Jesus gives a holistic gospel and authentic who Jesus really is. Read the gospels. Yeah. And, and 
and I love that. And what I love even like what happens so much in Jesus ministry is you see a lot of like the holy moments of people becoming holy are not public moments. Ooh. And and mm. that's a that's a big thing. Holiness is not a public thing. Okay, we got to unpack that a little bit right there. Right? I, I mean, think about it. Like the most like amazing moments that happen with God are not often going to be happening on a stage. Right. It's not going to be yeah, we were live streaming and all of a sudden God just like showed up because we were like, you know, on with like some of the friend. It's it's moments whenever you are alone, when nobody else can see, when nobody else has any idea what's happening and you decide I'm going to pray, I'm going to read my Bible and nobody else might ever know about it. Yeah. Like these might be things like God's like giving you like truths that are not things that you need to immediately post Facts. or like put out mm. there. Like they're things that are for you, not for you to go post. They're for your holiness, for your development, your growth. Yeah. And that happens when you're alone. Yeah. Sometimes God gives you things for you, not for, <laughs> uh, not for other people. You know, <laughs> you know, we say this, or I've heard this said a lot to like worship leaders and people who, who preach and, and do stuff on stage. And it's always, um, if your time on stage and your time ministering to, to other people Ooh. is more than the amount of time you're spending yourself mm-hmm. in prayer and in worship and in devotions, you're probably missing some things. Yeah. And how is God going to reveal things to you, right? And, and to your spirit and to your mind when the only thing you're doing when you're reading the Bible is trying to find stuff for other people. Right? There, there's stuff that you're going to be missing. And I would also add on to, to what you're saying, Colin. Yeah, stuff doesn't always happen on a stage in front of people. And also, it doesn't always happen in a one-time, big, life-transforming moment. Right. A lot of times, it's a 1% or half a percent change. And it's like you're working a little bit every day for months or years to get this thing finally out of your life or to finally get this character trait or to get this mm-hmm. piece of the integrity in your life that you've been missing firmly ingrained into your mind and, and into who you are. Dang. So good. Okay. I'm going to take a risk here, boys. I'm going to share something that I don't like to share, but it's for the benefit of the listeners. And also, uh, like, you guys can jump in and, and give me your thoughts. I have done this. I remember doing this in high school. All right, it's about holiness. So I cut out sin from my life. Maybe I get rid of Instagram and I stop looking at bad stuff and I stop cussing and I'm spending time with Jesus. And for about three days, I feel amazing. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is the way life's supposed to be. And here it is, ready? Instantly, I start to become very critical of others. Very. I start to look at people like, I bet these guys don't even read the Bible. I've only been doing it for like four days, right? right? But I'm like, these heathens, like I'm the only one really. And I hear them talking about a show that I recently cut out. And I'm like, I remember when I used to, I don't know what it is about me, but I go from seeking God to be holy to legalistic at the drop of a hat. And it happens so fast. So I guess my question is, why do you think we get legalistic? And, and what are some ways to prevent from getting that because I think it starts off genuine. God, I want you to change my life, but I quickly realize how I'm living and then start to judge others. Maybe I'm the only one in the room it has been like that, but it's toxic and I hate it, but it's true. Yeah, I honestly, I feel that to an extent though, except it was, it was worse though because whenever I would take those three days, I would realize, wait, all my problems aren't, aren't, aren't ending. And it's, you, you said it Ooh. though, you said it right there of like, you start to take these steps and then you realize it. You take these steps and then you realize like, oh wait, so the problem wasn't just, I need to read my Bible. 
Like mm. the pro- like there's actually other legitimate problems that God's trying to work on and I'm taking this time and what happens is God starts to expand the picture for you. Okay, you guys remember that episode um where we interviewed Noah and um and he talked about hard truth? Uh-oh. Mm. Okay. Uh-oh. <laughs> All right. Everybody, everybody okay. buckle All up. Right. Hold on. Jordan, ready? Oh, Clicking okay. on my hard truth. All right. I don't think it's legalism. I think it's arrogance. Yeah. And I, and I, and I think what happens to not just you, since you, you know, kind of like willingly put yourself up there, but it happens to all of us. I think what happens is the moment that you start to really clean life up a little bit and dive into the word and dive into a lifestyle of trying to embrace holiness is immediately stuff starts to come to the surface. Yeah. Right. And, and, and so as that, and, but that is okay. So that feels bad. And it even sounds bad, but it's actually beautiful. Hmm. It's awesome. And that is what we call sanctification. Hmm. Break that word down. Becoming more like Christ, the lifelong process of becoming more like Christ. It is God's highest goal and priority for us. It's exactly what Noah is talking about when he says the truth is God doesn't want to make us happy as much as he wants to make us holy. That's sanctification. That's what it is. That's what you, that's what you experienced. Right. When you said, man, for three days as a student, I went here, I did this, and now I start looking bad at other people. That's the Holy Spirit trying to help you understand the thing you think you're working on might not necessarily be the thing the Holy Spirit is actually wanting to work on. And so he actually used some of those experiences or commitments that you made in order to bring to the surface the stuff that he really wants to deal with, right? The, the biblical metaphor for this would be like the, the picture of gold being refined through the fire. Yeah. And as the, as the goldsmith heats up the gold, all the impurities or what they call the dross comes to the surface and they clean it off and they heat it up more and more dross, more impurities come to the surface and they clean it off and they repeat that process over and over and over again. That's sanctification. Yep. And God wants to do that in my life and in all of our lives for our entire lives. For There's us. always yeah, stuff yeah. that's going to come to the surface that the Holy Spirit's like, cool. Now that I helped bring that up, I squeeze that out. Let's deal with it. Dude, you know what stinks is as soon as you get something like, oh, wow, I'm seeing some victory in this area. God's like, all right, on to my next list. So like he's, <laughs> he's got things ready to go. And I'm always like, oh, man, I'm like, am I perfect yet? And he's like, nope, I got another one. But like, one. like, I think Noah said it really best when I asked him the question, like, what's the what's the first step? And he just said, just pray every morning, Holy Spirit. Show me the areas of my life that I haven't submitted to you. And then he said, and there are some days when it's like, I ask that question. It's like, oh my gosh, there's so much I need to work on. Yeah. And then there are other days where it's like, I got nothing. I think that's the grace of God. Yeah. Cause, cause if, yeah. if you got hammered with the full list, Uh-oh. the Every entire day. list, oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, 14 years old or whenever you give your life to Jesus. No. Yeah. So I think God's being gracious with all of us throughout our lives. It's like, we're just going to work on these couple of things right here, right now. And uh, he knows, he knows what's really going on. He's like, we'll deal with that later. Well, I'll, I'll squeeze that out of you at another season of your life and we'll deal with that. <laughs> okay. So let me, let me redirect part of the conversation now to, um, something again that Noah said, cause he talked about taking up your cross and that command from Jesus in all four of the gospels, uh, sidebar, very rare, actually, that you see certain things said by Jesus in all four gospels, mm. right? So you could make the case 
It must be important. Yeah, pretty important. <laughs> it, pretty important. It was it, every one of the writers, uh, you know, of the Gospels put it in there. So break that down for us, guys. How do you interpret that? How do you imply that to your life? How have you wrestled with that verse to to live that out? Okay, so this verse, like, I think it was two weeks ago, I was having a meltdown with it. Because when I was hearing, no, like, I was thinking about it. And whenever. Like gold being melted yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. Okay, cool. I, I, got wasn't you. I got you now. I wasn't crying or anything. No, I'm fine. <laughs> But I was thinking about whenever Jesus actually said this, whenever we hear the word cross, we understand roughly the whole story of Jesus died on a cross. That's Mm -hmm. typically when we hear the word cross. Whenever Jesus was saying this, this was such an intense statement. I don't think he actually says in the gospels how he's going to, how he's going to die. They don't know. They don't know. And and so when he makes this like comment of you need to take up your cross daily, they don't know that there's going to be a point in time whenever the cross actually has like this redeeming image to it. But they do know that, that the Romans used the cross. Oh, they knew it was terrible. Yeah. They knew it was awful. So Jesus is using such a harsh, like vivid image of you need to pick up this terrible thing. And the part that's even rough about it of is whenever you look at Jesus story with it, Jesus was the one who carried the cross the whole way. He had some rando guy that showed up. Like he was doing this by himself. Like he took all of that whenever he was walking. So if we're to follow that same image, it's okay. It's that time whenever I'm by myself, whenever it it, it might even feel like there's other people around watching, but I'm the only one going through this. Mm. And I'm the one who's going to go through this process of allowing God to take all of these terrible things and let them die in my life so that something amazing can take its place. Mm. Good. Mm. For, yeah. for me, something I think of is, um, and this was is always going to be big in my life and was when I was a teenager, especially first Corinthians chapter three talks about our body being a temple of the Holy spirit, right? So he's living inside of us. And so from there, I start to think what I put into my body, what I, what I allow access into my life is very important. If that's his home, if that's his house, then I got to take extra special care of that home and house. And it's not asking the question, oh, what can I get away with? What am I okay with? You know, what's fine? Noah actually had his mentor say, you know, what would a mature believer, would a mature believer allow these kind of things in his life? And he's like, okay, crap. Yeah, I. it's not, you know, what can I get away with? Is it going to damage me permanently? But it's starting to say, God, if I want to be holy, I got to take inventory of the music I'm listening to because that determines attitudes. The friends I'm spending the most amount of time with because I pick up habits from them. What am I letting in my life? And anytime I ask myself that question, there is usually a list of like two or three things that I'm like, dang it, time to cut that out because it was it was damaging the temple. Okay, I, I just have to, two, two, two things. One, you, you kind of lost me when you said if that's his home because my mind went to Happy Gilmore, <laughs> go to your home, that little golf ball. Like I'm, I, just, I just totally like lost that. But two, go to your home. <laughs> go to your home. Um, but, but much more importantly, you referenced that incredible question that Noah said on the, yeah. on the, on the episode. So we have to talk about this. And he, he, if you, again, students, if you didn't listen to the, the, that particular episode, go, go, go listen to it. But he told a story about how he asked a question to his mentor about, should I watch this show? You know, whatever the show was. And his mentor said to him, do you think that a mature follower of Christ would be asking a question about entertaining temptation? Yeah. He was basically going to ask for permission. Yeah. Yeah. Like mentor, I know the Holy Spirit is telling me I shouldn't do this, but 
wh- how about you? <laughs> do you think it's okay for me to do this? It's probably because fine. I, I really want to watch this show. <laughs> the Holy Spirit put on my heart that I shouldn't probably, but I just wanted to check with you well, if you think it's okay. That's, I mean, you're making a really good point, though. The fact that he even needed to ask about it suggested that he knew he was struggling with it internally, Ooh. and he was looking for some kind of validation outside of the uh, the boundaries of his relationship with God. Right, jump that, in. That, no, that, that makes me think that. Okay, I'm just having this thought. That makes me think that sometimes we get our standards not from what the Holy Spirit is sharing to us individually, but from what we see the culture doing. Oh, it's like it's like because you know if if he probably is. At, I wish we could you know phone a friend, bring him in here, but I bet you that he saw other Christians watching it, other Christians participating. He's like, ah, this feels wrong, but everyone's doing it. So what do you think? It's probably okay, right? And turns out it wasn't. That's a good thing for us to say when we're pursuing holiness. God, make me more like you, that might be a lonely road. There yeah. are not a ton of people in our right. high school. Maybe there's a lot of people that are even like, I'll go to youth group or I go to church, but pursuing holiness. Oh boy. That road just got way more narrow. It is a lonely road. I mean, I think we just got to own that, right? That's yeah. a, that is, that is a lonely road. Like let that sink in for a bit. Like Jesus saying, take up your cross. That's not, <laughs> Party time. That's not, a, yeah, yeah, that's not like me and all my friends hanging out. That's, a, that's not even like, that's not even the feel good part of Christianity. Let's yeah. be honest. We have a lot of stuff that we would say it, it does feel good. It feels good to go to church. It feels good to be in a great worship service, especially when you're surrounded by your friends. It feels great to be at a great camp or, you know, a, a retreat, a convention or something. That's all they, and that's nothing wrong with any of that stuff. It's all really good. But, but this is a part of our faith and our development and, and the process of sanctification in our life. That's, mm. that is, at times, lonely yeah. and just by myself. And I, we've all kind of referenced it a couple times in this this particular episode of just kind of like that. A lot of the work that God does in our life in the area of holiness is is done in the private place. It's done on the lonely road. It's it's done when you're you're making the commitment that no one else is making, or or when you're making the decision to live a holy life and to do what's right, knowing that probably no one will even know, or or the very few who do will ever. They might never affirm it. They might never say, "I'm so proud of you for standing up what was right." Yeah, because they you might know, not even see it. They might not even see it. They might not even see it. Yeah, and can I just say, students, you're worth that, though. Come on. Because I, I think so much of the time it's easy to look at other people and other issues and be able to say, yeah, I mean, that's worth fighting for. You're worth fighting for. And you need to serve yourself with this and give yourself time in the morning or whenever you need to, to be able to be with God, to be able to take take these things seriously and be able to hear what he's saying to you. You're worth that fight, just yeah. like any other issue. And your life your life and who you're going to become is Dude, worth is worth that. that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, that and that I think that's the end result. So when you when you and I think holiness, uh, especially when we're tempted between like, do I want happiness or do I want holiness? We have to zoom out and see the long road and see yes. the long picture. So let me just like like kind of settle that in your heart really quick students like yes you want that kind of life yes you want that kind of marriage yes you want that kind of family that you're going to raise one day yes you want that kind of longevity in whatever career or vocation or ministry you're going to be involved in that's what you want but that doesn't come through feelings and just momentary uh, happy experiences that comes through holiness and faithfulness and commitment and and and, and the process of sanctification yeah you're never going to get where God wants you to go. If you just keep letting yourself be swayed by any whim and desire and temptation in your life. Yeah. You, you know, know God, yeah. God's calling you to yeah. a higher standard. Yeah. So call yeah. yourself up to that standard as well, because 
There's no one in the world is going to do it. Yeah. I mean, maybe your youth pastor will do it. Maybe your parents or some of your other friends, if they're student leaders who want to go to the same place as you, but there's no one in popular culture who's going to say to you, oh yeah, you probably shouldn't watch that Netflix show or watch or listen to that song. Come on, guys. That was good. I'm feeling pumped. I'm ready to go pray or something. (laughs) Yeah, honestly. Journal Uh, for a little bit. Come on. uh, Real quick, uh, what's a great first step for students? They just get done listening to this episode. What's a great first step to to take action in this particular area of their life? I'll, I'll go. I'll go. Just take take 10 minutes and journal. I think after this, there's a lot of thoughts in your head after a podcast like this. Yeah. Write some of those things down. You know, some of the ideas or maybe even some of the things that you're going to lay before God. Yeah. And then maybe take it to your youth pastor and work out a plan. Come on. Yeah. Turn off your phone. Ooh. Turn off your laptop. Any any device you got, give yourself at least 20 minutes. That's good. Where you can just be alone and there's no way of anything getting to you. That You yeah. can just have That's that good. moment with God, turn it all off. 10 minutes, 20 minutes, you got to go at least 30 minutes, Caleb. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Whole hour. We're giving them stuff to do. Rest of your life. Here you go. Um, yeah, I would say go to Spotify and and turn off allow explicit music. That's good. Go to Netflix and whatever your profile is, say, yeah, only allow me to watch PG-13 movies yeah. or something like that. Yeah. And that way, if if you find yourself going into your settings... And changing stuff back because there's a song you wanted to listen to or, or, or a show that you want to see, that should be a heart check moment for you. Come Facts. on. Come on. So good. Guys, great conversation. Students, uh, thanks for joining us today. Hope this has been inspiring to you. Hope it's been encouraging to you. Um, if you want to connect with any of us, just drop into the show notes. Um, you can you connect with us on Instagram. Send us a message. Um, if you love the podcast, uh, do us a favor. Go ahead and write a review. Uh, recommend it to some of your friends. Um, and if this podcast is actually helping you, send us a message. We, we would just love to hear you know, just a quick story from you, a quick DM of like, man, here's how God's you know using just taking a couple minutes to listen to a podcast like this to help shape my life and to kind of speak to me. So, so glad you joined us today. Remember, students, you are called to lead your generation uh, and that's going to require happiness not just I'm sorry that's going to require holiness not just happiness yes, yes. I just totally butchered that close one but, close one but uh, lead your generation with passion for Christ and love for others 